Well, good morning again, First Press family. We hope that you are doing well wherever the Lord has you today and this week. And welcome to another episode of our midweek meditation. As we did last week, we're going to continue again this week having more of a devotional conversation. And so I've got James Hurd here with me again this morning. And we're going to be looking at Psalm 133, which was one of our readings uh, this past week in the FPO Bible reading plan. We feel like it's a really uh, poignant uh, text for us, especially considering our uh, our current context. So I'm going to read it for us. It's a short psalm, only three verses, and then we're going to dive in together. Again, this is Psalm 133. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Really, the the verse that sticks out to me the most, James, is that first verse, which I'm guessing many people are familiar with this phrase, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. One of the things that that I was thinking as I read this uh, over the past week was just on the emphasis of brothers dwelling in unity. Mm. And just that idea that as Christians, we belong to the Lord and therefore we belong to one another, meaning that... Those of us within the church, Big C Church around the world, and those of us here within the church at First Pres, uh, first and foremost, we are brothers and sisters. We are family. And so really, uh, one of the points of application for me is just this idea that in order to dwell in unity with one another, we actually have to remember that the primary thing that unites us together is that we are family. And when we start there, uh, it's a lot easier to live in unity. Uh, what's some of the observations that you made as you read? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a great observation. I think that's one that we all really need right now for a lot of reasons. I Personally, I was struck just reading this through. It tells us that it's good and pleasant to dwell in unity, but then this psalm gives us these two little images that actually illustrate and help us to imagine how good and pleasant it is. This precious oil down the head of Aaron and down to his beard and on the collar of his robes. I mean, it's a little weird to us, but this was the anointing of the high priest in the temple. And so this was the leader of God's people in worship who's being anointed and set aside. And so that would have been a refreshing oil. It would have smelled really good uh, for him. But then we also get this other picture of this dew from Hermon, which is, it's actually snow-capped all year round. And so if you're standing at the Temple of Jerusalem and on a clear day, you look off in the distance, there's Mount Hermon with snow and the dew that comes from it is this cool, refreshing wind on a hot summer's day kind of image. And Mm. those are just these really refreshing and pleasant images. And that's what this psalm is talking about. When we are longing for a good and pleasant experience, and I think we always are doing that, right? As humans, we just want good and pleasant things. We're being told that these refreshing and pleasant experiences come from being with our brothers 
and sisters in Christ. That's really what I was kind of getting out of it, just looking here. Josh, I, back to you, though. What do you think about this blessing? Like there's these good and pleasant images, but then this psalm ends with this really poignant and powerful promise of the blessing. What are you, what are you getting from that? Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think a couple of things, you know, uh, even just as you were talking, it made me, it made me think of, of something else that the Lord was kind of pointing to me of, of just how easy it is uh, to not live in unity. And what I mean mm. by that, you know, we said that we've got to start with what unifies us, that we belong to the Lord and therefore that we belong to one another. And just how easy it is in our daily experience to elevate other things uh, to a higher place than the fact that we're brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, whether that's theological differences, whether it's political differences, whether it's uh, various uh, views on social issues. It's so easy for those things to take first place and to divide us. Uh, But this is a great call for us to live within our unity, uh, which we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean that we can't disagree on these other things, but when we start with what unifies us, it allows us to remember that where we disagree in these other things, that's okay. We're still family. We can have honest and robust conversation about uh, about the the places and the areas, the views where we differ in opinion or stance. And rather than those things dividing us, they become places that can sharpen us as iron sharpens iron. So if you and I have a theological difference about something, I can be honest about that. I can share my, my views without fear of being canceled by you, but you also have the freedom to speak into those things. And so we can sharpen one another. And so where we, when we start with unity, it allows the places where we differ to become places where we sharpen one another rather than places where we become divided. And then to your question there of, of just this great promise that there the Lord has commanded his blessing. And when he means saying that there the Lord has commanded his blessing, the place where brothers are dwelling in unity. And so just this idea that these images of uh, the, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit in and amongst his people, the refreshment of God, God has promised that where brothers are dwelling in unity, the Holy Spirit is there uh, in seemingly uh, more powerful uh, ways than he is elsewhere. And it makes me think of that promise that Jesus gives his disciples when he says, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am among you. And oftentimes I think we, we read that promise through the lens of a number. When there's more than one brother or sister there, then Jesus is there in greater power and presence. And on some sense, that's true. But really what Jesus says is not just when two of you are gathered, there I am among you. He says, when two or more are gathered in my name. I think that's another way to interpret what the psalmist says, when brothers are dwelling in unity. When we're gathered in Christ's name, what we're saying is that the thing that unites us ultimately is that we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when brothers and sisters are gathered in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the promise from Jesus is that I am there among you in special ways. In the scriptures, where God has promised to be, where God dwells, is the place of blessing. Mm. 
So when we're told specific places where God shows up, we ought to, we ought to take note and we ought to say, those are the kind of places I want to have in my life as often as possible because in those places I experience the blessing of the Lord, life forevermore. One of the ways that we tap into eternal life here and now is we have close, intimate, personal connection in the Lord with our brothers and our sisters. And so I know, uh, James, one of the conversations we've been having for months now is we're in the midst of a season where uh, for good reason at times we're being told we need to be very cautious about being close to people. And really what the scriptures are saying is, uh, though we may need to be more cautious in this season in our context, one of the things that you and I most desperately need in order to experience the blessing of the Lord, to experience the presence of God in our midst, is we need close personal relationships with brothers and sisters. And so just tell me some of the things that maybe the Lord has been teaching you in that regard as you've thought about it. Yeah, I think... I think everything you said is spot on. This psalm really feels like and seems like it is going against the direction and the current of our culture, right? Right now, and for good reason, we need to be more careful about who we're around and how long we're around them and how far away we need to be. Right. And at the same time, that has always, like, we've been moving towards this as we are texting more and on social media and simulating connection rather than inviting people into our home over a cup of coffee, probably as much as people did before social media. And so I think what we are seeing here is a challenge about dwelling in unity, and that requires us to be with one another in humility, right? If one person is prideful and isn't going to listen to anybody else's opinion ever at all, it's kind of hard to dwell in unity. Right. And our culture is setting all of us up so that not just one of us, but probably all of us are being told that we're always right and other people are always wrong. And we need to fight against that. Mm. The Bible is calling us to humility all the time. And if we can't have humility, then we can't be in unity. And if we don't have unity, then we're going to miss out on lots of the blessing that the Lord promises. So that's kind of what I've been thinking about as just the deep need to be with people, not only because the Lord tells us to and because it's good, but also because it forces me to practice humility instead of pride. Knowing other people and being close to other people forces me to see when I'm wrong about things. Mm. That hurts a little bit. Don't really like that, but it is so important. Yeah, that's a great word. And even even now as you're saying that, just a, a verse that is coming into my mind is, is one of the first verses in Jesus's Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, where he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are yeah. those who recognize their own lack. Blessed are the meek. You know, uh, the scriptures tell us that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And when brothers and sisters humbly submit themselves to one another, seeking to love and serve one another, seeking to live in unity, then the great promise for us from Psalm 133 is that we'll be richly blessed. Mm. That's that same promise that the Lord Jesus Christ gives us, that where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am 
among you. And so we hope that the, this week and in the days ahead, we find ways uh, to live and dwell in unity, which means we remember the thing that unites us first and foremost, that the Lord Jesus Christ has called us to himself, and that we fight against division, but also that we submit ourselves to the discipline of just gathering together with brothers and sisters where iron can sharpen iron for there the Lord has commanded the blessing life forevermore. Mm. Hope you have a good rest of the week. We look forward to being together with you again next week. Until then, see you.